This is an Ask Brothers production. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Ask Brothers Rant. Download all our content on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. And if you like what you hear, don't forget to smash that subscribe button. Enjoy. All right, we're live? You're live, Toby. (laughs) Welcome. That's a good start, isn't it, fellas? Welcome to Ask Brothers Monthly, where the beers flow and the IQ is low. Do you like that new one? So I'm uh, I'm host brother Toby today, filling in for Max, who um, by all accounts will, will never be free again for the rest of his life um, due to his work commitments. So we thought we'd have a bit of a laugh at his expense. I thought I'd um, I thought I'd um, you know light the candle and and try and replicate what he does. So I thought I'd uh, talk over a lot of people, crack a lot of beers, um, make a lot of dick jokes, and wrap a question within a statement within another question and see how you guys deal with that. So uh, we'll go around the table um, or around the room as such, the virtual room, and we'll start off with Scunny. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm good. It's nice to get your own show, mate. Are you happy? Oh, I wouldn't. I like um, I like <laughs> just talking shit and having an opinion rather than trying to facilitate. But, you know, it was uh, it was my turn, I guess. Um, and how you felt about the last month of football of October? Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll leave it as that. I'll let I'll let Ryan come in on that one after. <laughs> it's a bit like that, Ryan. It, how yeah. are you, mate? I uh, do good. Uh, sorry for the uh, watery eyes. I like, literally just woke up, so I'm just going to hang sure out. And then uh, I'm sorry, Manny, you keep your shit muted, but yeah, Max is for you. Just going to open a beer really loud to the mic, just like you, buddy. So cheers for you not being here. I wish you were here, but it is what it is. That's yeah, everything's good. Your- everything's good. Month of football, I would I would say like a roller coaster, except um, – you're just doing the, the the very drop at the beginning of every roller coaster. Like you're at the very top, and then you just con- you're constantly doing the drops every time. Or, or in your case, Ryan, you could be at that point point of no return in the kitchen, and then someone walks in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You see, That's you fine. see my my O face. My uh, as <laughs> as uh, there's American television show called um, the League. It's about fantasy football, fantasy American football, and they call it their vinegar strokes. If you see into someone's eyes as they're as they're coming, it's called the vinegar strokes. That's what you see. see my vinegar strokes. I have no bloody idea what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, on what? the last on the last Friday hour show, I'll just run it quick with you. On the last Friday hour show. Uh, we was talking about pay per view stuff. He's not. He's not happy. I think. Oh, I thought he was. Go- I thought he was walking away. Um, we was talking about pay per view, and it got into pay per view porn about yeah. you know just having a laugh and just running with it. And then Ryan, that way, came out and said that he used to watch pay per view porn in his kitchen. I did hear that. Actually. Fuzzy, so fuzzy, I must have. It was too cheap to pay for it, so he went yeah. to the uh, fuzzy version. I was like twelve. Yeah, that's it was right. a little. A little it was in your before. kitchen. That's the point, Ryan. Well, you dirty, unsanitary twat. That's right. Just clean up. <laughs> I, had, I had video games in my room, and then I had the extracurricular activities in the kitchen. Nothing wrong right. with that. I had. I was prepared. I was prepared. 
All right, moving on, you twats. Brother Manny, how are we? What the fuck have I just heard? Like, what, what, what are you people talking about? I don't. I just let us intelligent people bring it back to some form of normalcy. Oh, so. my God. I'm, I'm, I'm doing okay. If you, if you can hear from my voice, I'm suffering a little bit this week. But um, I'm on demand. I'm on demand. I'm uh, two hot totties down, which I've stacked with more whiskey than honey and lemon. <laughs> and, um, and I'm doing some work in the background, but really I've got nothing to do. But I'm all right, but I'm on demand. I'm on demand. That's good. That's good. The true way to beat Rona, whiskey and lemon. Yes, indeed. Indeed. Excellent. So the month that was. So we have, um, obviously, for anyone who hasn't listened to us before, we run an aggregate of scores over however many games are played within that month. And the core group of five brothers in ours um, make scores of positive one, two, and three, and also a negative score of one, two, and three for each and every game. So we compile these scores and um, we have this um, train wreck of a fucking show for you every end of month, which is quite enjoyable. So let's get cracking, boys. So we have... Bear with me, sorry. All right. So we have our third best player for the month in Kierantini, believe it or not. So we played Sheffield, City, Leicester and Man United. Tierney scored um, cumulatively between us all, between the five of us. Negative one for the Sheffield game. He scored positive nine for the City game. Positive eight for the Leicester game. And negative three for the Man United game. I think that's because Max is a cunt and he's the only one that negatived him. So for a total score for the five of us of positive 13. Um, Was anyone surprised that um, Tierney ended up being in the top three for this month? I don't remember him being overly outstanding. We'll start with with you, Scunny. No, I'm not overly surprised that he's got there. I think I'm, I'm more overly surprised that Max thought he was a minus three. Um, I, I think that was a bit harsh. And I think he might have pulled out a um, a particular defensive misread rather than anything else. I, I remember him hitting the first man a few times and being slightly less effective over the month, but he's always tenacious, and I think that's why... Yeah, we love yeah, him overall. He is, he is always solid, and I think that's that's the thing why I think he's got the more positive points is because he is always a solid defender. Is he's always tracking back? He's always moving the ball forward. It's it's he is a bit of give and take, and I think we can because he's been so good. Mm. Or he's always been at that point where he's like he's had a good game. He may not have had his best game, but he's always had a good game, and he still managed to pick up. Uh, positive points from us. Mm. It, it just shows that sometimes when he does have an off game, you know, he, he has a bit of credit. So you know, I think he, so. He has, yeah, yeah, he has a bit of credit between everyone, apart mm. from Max because he's a cunt. Yeah, obviously, obviously. <laughs> um, Manny, do you think Tierney his best position is in the the left of a central three, or are you hoping that he will move out soon? Oh, I'm hoping he will move out soon. 
Um, the reason why I'm not surprised, you know, that he is where he is, is because even though it's not, it hasn't been hard for him to get into that position because he is consistent, you know, with what he does. And if you show any level of consistency in this team, you stand out. So mm. I don't know, I don't know what the fuck Max was looking at, you know, because he, he pointed to he pointed to the defensive header that he missed, which didn't lead to any chance for United because United did absolutely fuck all. But you want Tierney to be, you know. Out on the wing and being the wing back that or being the wing back or being the left back that we all know he can be. But he slotted in seamlessly into being a third center back because he really hasn't had to be a third center back because of the way we play. But mm. we've asked him to be in that role and he's done it so effortlessly because he is a true defender. You know, he is what he says on the tin. He is a left back, but he is a defender first. So he's been able to slot in there seamlessly. And the way he doubles up with Saka has given us, you know, the opportunity on the left to be effective. So I have no issues with him being, you know, a third center back or a left back because he's a good footballer all around. So wherever we put him, he'll be great. So I'm all for it, bro. Wherever he is, just get him in a team because he's the only one who stands out and he's the only one who cares in that defense at the minute, apart from Gabriel. So, yeah. Yeah, apart from Gabrielle, yeah. Well, and we'll certainly get on to him later. Ryan, um, now Pepe actually had equal third best player for the month, believe it or not, with playing. Can you jog my memory, guys? Either only one or two performances in the Premier League for that month? One. The Sheffield United one. Yeah. So I think obviously we all gave him positive points for... For that, so it was quite a surprise to see him up there and then him being dropped. Ryan, what are your thoughts on Pepe out of the starting lineup at the moment and doing a fairly good job in the Europa League? So, a lot of people try to compare him uh, to Sanchez, which I, I don't know how I feel about it. I think they're two completely different players, but I think the point that people try to get across is just that Sanchez is the kind of player that he would fuck up like, you know, five or six times in a game, like real, like noticeably fuck up. But then he would come up with, like, two different, three different times of magic where he would, like, score us goals and create goals out of nothing. And I think Pepe, in a sense, embodies that. Um, I think the main problem I have with that is the, with the team we have now, we don't have time for you to fuck up six or seven times in a game to get those two pieces of magic. We we kind of need that magic now, Mickey Mouse style. We can't be fucking around with your dribbling into, you know, nowhere with your lazy passing. And, and uh, you know, funny watching the Europa League game, uh, the buildup to his goal, uh, I think Saka had the ball on the left, on the, in the left side and, and Pepe could have easily made a run and cut into the middle from where he was, but he just was walking, jogging, looking around like he like he could have easily got himself involved in, into the play sooner, but he chose not to. And I was screaming at the TV like, "What is he doing? Lazy cunt! Like fucking get in there, make a move!" And he didn't. And I was like, I was kind of livid. And then fast forward fifteen seconds, he scores the goal for us. So it, it's it's interesting watching his um, I guess you could say developing. I, I don't know. Um, you know, like I said, I don't think we have time for him to fuck up as much as we did for Sanchez. Even then, we kind of didn't. But 
I feel like we were a little better then, but it, you know, I some of the things he does the ball. I don't think I don't think a lot of these players, if any players, can do it for us. So it's interesting to see him going forward and to see if we can almost give him that luxury of of uh, messing up because I do think he can do extraordinary things uh, for this club. It's just a matter of giving him that time, giving him that uh, you know, being patient with him. Well, definitely, if he was allowed to be the one player that did give the creative license to fuck up, that would be fine. But I think what we're seeing a lot of the time is a very conservative approach, backing the experienced players and also backing a th front three that are more positionally sound rather than the person who's going to create something. So that's that's kind of my issue with that i think when we are so stagnant in the front three a lot of the time we're lacking that bit of creativity and the burden is on your tierneys and your sackers um but i'm sure we're going to get onto that a little bit later um so moving on our next our next best player of the month with um four positive points for the sheffield game 15 for the City game. Um, yeah, not much cop for much of the team on that game. Uh, negative one for the Leicester game and negative four for the Man U game. And a po positive points total of 14 for the month is for, back, uh, for Saka. So, interestingly, um, and we'll head to you, please, Manny, for this. Why is a 19-year-old burdened with being our creative spark? Because he's he's the only one with a set of fucking ball bags. He's the only he's the only one playing with instinct. He's the only one who's attacking the right spaces. He's the only one who's bold enough to create things. That's why you know the burden is not is not solely on him. You know to create, it's on everybody to get into positions to create. But he's the only one with a set of ball bags, Toby. Do you know what I mean? So mm. looking at the city game, it was him and Tierney constantly attacking those spaces in the city game constantly the ones who would you know doubling up to get in behind was those two they were the only ones on the pitch who had any form of understanding the reason why Saka's got negative points is because when he's gotten into those positions he's been sloppy in terms of his finishing we saw it in three consecutive games we saw it against City we saw it against Leicester and we saw it against United but Correct. really and truly Correct. really and truly he's the only one who's playing with any instinct He's the only one who's like, you know what, there, there's the space, I'm going to go for it, you know? So it's not just the burden's on him, it isn't. He's taken the initiative himself, do you know what I mean? Which is why I say his football mm. brain is on another level because he wants to get into those spaces, he wants to create. Aww. He came on last night and he created, what, within, what, five minutes? Five, ten minutes, something like that of coming on? Why? Because just get into the byline and just get in the ball in those dangerous areas, you guys do the rest. It sounds very simple, doesn't it? Because it, it is. Does. Mm. You know, yeah. Mm. So moving on to, to Ryan now, why do you think why do you think that um, he isn't starting every game? So when we're so stagnant in the front three, when we're so fucking boring, when seemingly, and I realise this is a statement, so I'm channeling Brother Max here, <laughs> when seemingly Aubameyang on the left is technically inept at the moment, lacking in creativity, 
somewhat playing out of position, we, I think we're starting to think as fans. And we're shoehorning players like Lacazette and Willian into the, into the starting team. Why is Saka not starting on the left in every game, in your opinion? I mean, Aubameyang's never played through the middle in his entire career, uh, you know, so why, you know, it doesn't make sense for him. He signed his last big contract, so why are we going to, all of a sudden, we, we, we extended him, we're going to all now throw him in a different position. Um, granted, I, I think right now that might be our best plan for him, is kind of playing through the middle, but we're not. For right now, he's playing through the left, we want to give him space to create stuff, to not necessarily create stuff, to score stuff, and the best way for him to score is going to give him space on the left side, making runs into the middle, and uh, kind of cutting it in on the cutting it into the right and shooting it out from outside the eighteen, which he scored a, a couple of beauties a few times. Um, and for some reason, Arteta just—I don't know—I I think Lacazette just has some Arteta nudes. I—I I don't know how he's in this lineup. I really don't. Um, I, and that's kind of going back to what I said previously. I, I just think that. I think Aubameyang's never played through the middle, so why start now? But I think that's our best option at this point because I think we need our best to get Lacazette out of this lineup, mm. and I think we do need to have Saka on this left side. I think he could do wonders for us. You know, he, he's 19 years old, and he's 19 years old, and I think um, you know, in, in the last season or so, two seasons, he's he's up there in goals for us for the Europa League, and and I think assists. I I don't know the stat. I read it. I was fucking half sleeping. Who gives a shit? But my point is, is this guy needs game time. He needs to kind of sort himself out, get find his position because for a while I've been beating the drum that he should be playing uh, the left in our midfield. But, you know, just to me with our inept uh, finishing um, in the middle, I think Albany needs to get pushed over to that. I think Saka needs to come on the left more regularly. And I think he needs to work on his finishing himself because I think he has trouble. You know, he had a couple headers, I think, in, in, in the last Premier League game where he just couldn't put it away and – I think we need to kind of tweak a few things because, like I said, Lacazette's not working. I don't think Eddie's up to it, at least physicality-wise in the Premier League. So I think we kind of need to just test it out, you know, uh, a game that we that we should win, like a Fulham or I, – I would even say a Villa because I just think the way, you know, I, I'll probably beat this drum. Maybe not, but I I just love Partey and El Nene. And I'm going to say on there, and that's how I call it. Uh, yeah, no, shit, love- shit. Quill, Ryan, we'll get on to that, mate. I've got yeah, some. Yeah, but, but my, um, my I've got point some, is, I've my got point some is love for you coming oh, up. I, I'm excited. But my point is, is that I think they're just so good in the midfield, the midfield and they can dominate the midfield that I think that we could put a bombing through the middle, and I'm not worried about it. We're going to score. We're going to find ways to put the ball in the back of the net, and I'm not. I'm not worried about losing three points to even Villa, who's on kind of a bit of a hot streak. I know they lost their last game, I think, to Southampton, but I just think we need to kind of try things out, and I think Saka really needs to find his place in this team because he is our future, not Aubameyang. Interesting perspective. Um, Scunny, is Aubameyang, with a slight tactical tweak that we saw with Man United anyway, starting to push over towards the centre more, yeah. which is starting from a left position, and then with an overlap of our left-sided players, you know, such as Saka and Tierney? Uh, yeah, if that's the way it's moving forward, it seemed, it did seem all right, but to, to go on what Manny was sort of same with our forwards. They're just not hitting the target at the minute. None of them are. And this is a Bamiang Lacazette 
Pepe, Willian. All right, Pepe scored yesterday, but they just not they just not seem to be very consistent in front of goal. And I think this is the issue that we've got here, and that this is probably why you're looking at someone like Saka. Yeah, all right, he's still only 19 years old, and he is very sloppy in front of goal. But he's doing the work, he's doing the build up to get to that point where he you know where he gets sloppy. None I don't rest, know if he's that slop, sloppy. And, and sorry, sorry to cut in, but he's yeah. I mean, he's he. He seems to he have had a quite free, a good... he had a free header against Man United. I remember that clearly, and and nah, and, and, and that was them. and that was yeah. a reason that um that I gave him negative points certainly, and I think most of us did because that was that was a clear cut opportunity and very important for us when we don't create a lot of chances anyway. It's more of um it's it's vital that if we're getting between three and six you know shots on goal per game. That you know we're we're starting to put more of those, more those away. But I wouldn't say he's a poor finisher. My my issue is more that his burden um, is both create creativity wise and also now finishing wise because the other pricks aren't doing their job. Well, that's that's the yeah that's that that is the issue definitely because he, he is. a nineteen year old kid is burdened with every you know with everything to go forward, whereas mm. you've got a. A 32-year-old apparent goal scorer, goal machine. You've got a 29-year-old who literally does fuck all but whinge, and then you've got another 32-year-old who well, he's, he's half on his ass, isn't he? Really, let's face it. He's not really. He's all right, but he's doing. He, he does just as much as what Saka's doing, and yeah, this you know with for William. He should be doing that little bit better. He should be pushing that little bit more. He should be scoring them goals. Where with Saka, you can sort of forgive him for not scoring every chance he gets because he's still 19. He is still learning. It's but having that full burden on him, it's it's gonna it's gonna add, add pressure onto the poor kid. It is it's definitely crap. and 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 unduly so before yeah, his time. Definitely. And I think that that's the crux of the the conversation or where I was going with the question in the first yeah. place is, is why are we burdening our greatest talent at such a young age with the creative and now the scoring role as well? So it's a really interesting, um, it's a really interesting issue that's, that's happening. Well, the reason why we're burdening with him is because the rest of the fucktards aren't ste- stepping up to the plate. That's the issue. Absolutely. You know? And <laughs> we will get to that. In case you hadn't noticed, with the yeah. with the negatives, I've been kind of alluding to it already, but we'll try and keep a little bit of uh, suspense going. Um, now, for our player of the month, and this might come as a huge surprise, seeing he wasn't actually available and then wasn't selected for half of the month until after the international break. But our player of the month, believe it or not, is actually Thomas Party or Partey as uh, the case may be. Manny, what player have we discovered or uncovered <laughs> or discovered and purchased? How good has this signing been? I, oh, wish, there were more, I wish there were more United fans in the comments. These dickheads were saying that Fred is better than Partey, bro. They're on the same fucking level. The only difference between the two is that, you know, 10 million quid that United overspent for the cunt. What we got in Partey, right, is 
a guy who is technically sound is a guy who knows his position and already knows where everybody is on the pitch, right? He's a cut above and he's only played a couple of Premier League games because you can see the class in the guy, right? You can see it. It's not just in, you know, how he carries himself. It's how he dribbles. He's not very quick. But would you want to get in the way of that dude coming at you? Look at how he pocketed Pogba, bro. I'm going to have a lot of laughs with this shit today. The way he pocketed Pogba and that United midfield, you know, in tandem with Elneny, let's let's put that out there. But how he pocketed the United midfield, five interceptions in the first five minutes of the game, right? That just setting the tone for the, for that performance, getting himself about doing the things that we've wanted from a midfield player since Vieira, mate. Since mm. Vieira, so mm. it hasn't been hard for him to endear himself to us because we've needed, we've been crying out for this type of player since Vieira. Now, he's not Vieira level yet because he's still got to prove himself. But what he showed at Old Trafford, we have not seen from a midfielder since Vieira. Or maybe you can say Fabregas in 2006. He had a great game that day. But you get, you get where I'm going with this. We haven't seen this kind of midfield performance for so long. So, I'm here for it, bruv. I'm here for it. <laughs> very, very, very much so, Manny. The, the only thing I wanted to ask were... Now, and I'm not having any doubts about um, Partey oh, yes, whatsoever. whatsoever. Uh, I'm bloody not. Oh, yes, but I do, I do want to pose the question, were we that good against Manu or was the setup and the opposition favourable to us? But But you know what? Ole Gunnar Solskjaer treated us exactly how United fans were treating us in the lead up to this game. Because if you we look at the way Leicester... Exactly. If you look at the way Leicester set up, look at the way Liverpool set up and City set up and whatnot, they scouted us and they set up to make it difficult for us. West Ham as well, right? They knew that, listen, this is not the same Arsenal team. These guys are dangerous. We need to shut them down. We've watched what they've done in the FA Cup and it's not a fluke. United treated us with absolute contempt and you've got a manager in Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, right? You have Arteta who is in his box and who's barking out orders. You've got Ole Gunnar Solskjaer who's sitting in the stands looking at a fucking iPad and he's still confused, right? <laughs> so how he decided to deal with us is by playing a diamond midfield with a team that bypasses the midfield completely. So he made it easy for us because he didn't respect us. So mm. if you're looking at Thomas Partey's, you know, performance and saying, you know, United weren't that good, they weren't that good because they weren't coached. It's just that simple. If you don't coach these players, these players are stupid nowadays. They're not men. You have to hold their hand. Football is a reflection of society nowadays. You have mm. got to coach these players now. If you don't coach them, they make mistakes. So if you are out there and you're looking at the Pogba and you're looking at the size, you've got the players, you've got the better players, you go out there and you coach them. You don't. You get your pants pulled down by a Thomas Partey who made it look easy. You know what I mean? Absolutely, Manny. Now, the press that we showed, and I feel in the midfield rather than in the front three, because I'm quite critical of them at the moment, the press in the midfield, um, obviously down to Ryan's bum boy, El Nene. So moving forward, that combination of Partey and El Nene, that's, that's brilliant, Ryan. Um, is that us moving forward? Is there an element, once again, of the opposition 
Um, or is that extra space covering the ground, particularly in that press, really what gr drove our transition and our ability to break forward? So, uh, see, it's interesting because, like Manny said, you know, they, they, they played a diamond because they didn't respect us. They, they kept the same game plan as they did uh, when they played uh, Leipzig, you know. So it's really hard to kind of judge because – you played a diamond. We came at you with, the, you know, two in the midfield and we've, we destroyed them. So I don't want to jack him off too much. I already did that after the game. But um, I, I really like – I really like it's, – it's, it's within your normal um, yeah. Oh, yeah, behavior. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But, yeah, it's – you know, um, they did well. They, they, they pressed extremely well and were not that good of a pressing team. So it was definitely something – another layer in our game that was very exciting to see. Um, but I think for me too, and kind of going back to what uh, many was saying about about Partey was, I think my my best way of describing you know what he brings to the team is I think he's the kind of player Torreira what we what we wanted Torreira to be, you know someone that kind of um, put himself right in front of the defense and kind of just got got all the balls recovered all the balls for us, took out all the all of their midfielders in you know in in Bruno. Fernandez and in, in Pogba and Fred. Um, and I think that that's something like, you know, like Manny was saying, that's like something we've been looking for for quite some time. And Torreira kind of started doing that kind of like that and Golo Conte role, but uh, Partey brings so much more to that too. You know, he could carry, he could win that ball and then carry the ball up into the final third. He could make passes into the final third, but we got my Egyptian King for that. So I, I like how we're kind of almost like, you know, dividing jobs, dividing work, and we're all bringing, you know, uh, both players are bringing a certain something into the team that we haven't had in so long. And and we, tr I feel like we try to kind of, you know, paper the cracks and kind of fix it with a quick little boo-boo in Danny Ceballos. And we, we wanted Ceballos to do both of those things. But, you know, at the end of the day, I, I just think that something that Ceballos has brought to this team in, you know, getting the um, – running back, getting the ball, bringing it up, kind of being that creative player, but almost in the in the middle of the field. Uh, we have it in two plays, and I think that works out for us better just by the system we play, the formation we run, and the tactics we uh, we bring out. Um, mm. And I don't remember your fucking question, to be honest. I'm just ranting. It's all right. It, it was a bit of a max. It was a bit of a love this midfield. It was a bit of a multi-layered contextual match question. I have to admit that one. Um, I don't know. Yeah, Long story short, that midfield gives me an absolute erection, and I am so excited to watch them play against Villa. Yeah, no shit, right? Um, <laughs> now I've I feel like with El Nenny, he is the 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 way he's outperforming. Sabios and uh, probably Xhaka as well at the moment. It's just his quickness of thought. So his quickness covering the ground, his first touch seems phenomenal, like it's, you know, his foot has glue on it. Um, and he just progresses the ball very quickly. And I, I hear what you were saying, Ryan, about dropping deep and receiving the ball with El Nene. And I bloody started calling him El Nene now. El Nene. Yeah. Um, and, and shifting it out wide and building the attack that way. But... I also feel like he's covering the ground a little bit more. So the, the handbrake has been released a little bit more with this partnership with, um, with Partey. But I'd like to also keep the handbrake on a little bit 
and realize that, you know, different oppositions, different setups, different yeah. managers. Yeah. And I yeah. don't think as much as um, I thought El Nenny was wonderful in this game, I don't think it's this is the solution forever. You know, Arteta manages yeah. a squad. We play against different teams and different setups. So whilst we're very excited, particularly with Partey, bringing us back to our original topic, um, you know, I don't think we've found Nirvana just yet, although it is exciting. Mike, would you would you like to add anything to the, the Partey, El Nene, um, Ceballos discussion? Ryan, I hope your missus don't go through your kitchen with a UV light. <laughs> I don't do it in my kitchen now. It was when I was a kid. Yeah. Lies. Now I got Lies the bathroom. None of that. I don't believe none of the words that come out of your mouth, bro. (laughs) Everything that you potentially could do that is seedy, disgusting, illicit, you know, a bit degenerate like, I believe you do it, bro, because you have projected that image out there, bro. This is what you've done. So now you've got to deal with it. (laughs) Listen, I like to have fun. There's nothing wrong with that. And to be fair, my podcast, like, you know, when I do my podcasting, my, my computer's right here, I have my PlayStation right here. I have all the fun in this room, baby. I don't need no kitchen. I call this the command center. This is where I command and conquer. And if that's pulling my pants down and jerking off, then that's what it is. Command and conquer. You know what's what's so so funny, Mike? I was making that same face about, you know, what, like like about noon yesterday? Oh, shit. Yeah. And I mean, that same face watching El Nene no, play against no, Man U. Oh, so, Ryan, shit. Yes, I was uh, just, I was just fucking. It was, I, a, it was I, a messy I am situation. Sure. I'm sure. Anyway, moving on. So we've had um, we've had a uh, a statement from Keith Fogarty saying that the uh, in the comments section that El Nene had the bloody hell El Nene had the best <laughs> pass completion when we got to Europa League final out of every competition. Now, what I feel with El El Nene previously is that he was too safe. So I don't always love to look at the stats because we traditionally at Arsenal have had a fuck ton of stat patters patters in our team. So if you're so statistically inclined or statistically analysed or monitored by your club, do you you can hide on the pitch. And I feel that that's what El Nenny and Xhaka have done a little bit this year. Um, and Ceballos as well. I, he had a terrible game. I think it was Leicester. Was it where he, he got a nosebleed going beyond... You know, forty yards, forty yards out. So, in terms of that progression, um, you know, and that risk-taking ability, and Mike, let's bring it back to the Partey discussion. Seeing that he was our positive player of the month, and we've switched the conversation to El Nene and jerking off. So, in your opinion, Ryan, don't has has. Thomas Partey and El Nene, and the, the partnership of that provided us with more impetus moving forward and and a little bit more risk-taking and firing balls into into the front three. Well, is this the uh, is this the first game that they played together? I think it is, isn't it? it the Man U game. I, think I believe so. No, they played together in the, the Rapid mm. Vienna game as well. Oh, Rapid Vienna, yeah, sorry. Correct, so, Manny. And they looked boring as fuck that game. Partey yeah. looked underdone, and El Nene looked like he was just scared to do anything beyond pass L sideways. 
Yeah, and similar. To, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say what, similar things to what Manny was saying about Man U. There was they were pretty much uh, Ole set them up to lose. Uh, so, you know, and and I think it made El El. I nearly said El Nene then El Nene. <laughs> <laughs> And part of you can't it made, help it. Um, it's it made it. Tech I don't blame you. You can't off. help it. Um, <laughs> you know, it made them. It made them. It made their job easier. I think, and I think mm. that's that's why they looked so good. And I'm not going to take anything away from either of them. They both had an amazing game. Uh, this is why we've rated them so highly in our one uh, three two ones one two threes. So I just think we need to maybe. If we see him play a couple more games, let's see how it progresses as a partnership. I don't. I'm not jumping on that bandwagon where oh these these are the next two big things for us. This is amazing. Mm. You know, Partey is still coming into the Premier League. He's looking solid. He's looking great. I'm very excited for this. Mm, me too. El Nene, El Nene, you know, he, he has played in the Premier League before. He, you know, he has played for us before. And and also, sorry, Mike, excuse I, me. I'm just, sorry, I was just burping. I had to mute it. Quick. I thought you were just throw, <laughs> throwing up in your mouth a little bit at the thought yeah. of um, Ryan. No, 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 no. We're getting off that. We're getting off. Yeah. That. But no, like I say, with uh, with El Nene, oh, for fuck's sake, El Nene. <laughs> you know, I just fuck. See, Ryan, you dick. Um, yeah, it's just like with him. I'm a bit unsure, you know. He hasn't had a few great games. This one, the last Man U game was great. Is, you know, I, I think I saw somewhere saying, oh, is, uh, is he going to come our new cult hero? No, he's not. You know, mm. he, he, to me at the minute, he's still that squad player. Yeah, and, and what do you think, Mike, of the inconsistency? So my what I was thinking when we were preparing for the show was, El Nenny, I thought he was amazing in the charity shield. Had an mm. absolute blinder against Liverpool. Then again against Liverpool, he was absolute dog shit. And that's I'm pretty sure that's where Manny came up with the name L sideways. Yeah. Or L L backwards, you know. So L safety first. Any of any of the above. Now he's L so, erection. Yeah. No, he's not. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shut up. Now, Shut now, the fuck up. Fuck off. Thank, thank, thank you, Manny. Um, I don't know if he's had his bloody riddle in this morning. Um, now, No, it's just 5.30 and I'm four <laughs> beers deep. I'll do what I want. I'll say what I want. I'll then it gets me uh, hard. So, I'm losing. I'm, I'm, losing I'm just going to mute that fucker. <laughs> I'm losing my train of thought. I don't even know where I was going. I felt like I had a good... Oh, that's what I was talking about. Inconsistency. So... You know, we have seen great games with him. Let's not forget, this was a £5 million player bought in the Wenger days who's been out on loan for the best part of three years. I absolutely loved him against Man U. I absolutely loved him against Liverpool in the charity shield. But everything in the middle was was quite meh for me. So I just, I just want to pump the brakes. I am excited. It could be a great partnership. He seems to lift around Thomas Partey, which is great. Um, but will he be awarded that much space in the future? But he is looking good. He is looking very good. So um, enough on the El Nene train. Moving on. Um, so we'll get into our negatives now, folks. Um, so not that we love 
bashing our own players, but I think a lot of discussion comes out of uh, out of these negatives. And I feel like there's a there's a fair bit of frustration that's crept in over this last month. And I think the Man U game kind of put a little bit of sheen or papered over some of the cracks that we've seen over the last month. So while that um, that frustration was um, starting to simmer away. Before it bubbled over, we had the Man U performance, which um, kind of made us all feel better. Um, so surprisingly, but perhaps not so, um, for our third worst or third shittest cunt, as Max would say, um, of the month, who had negative 12 from us in the first game against Sheffield, negative six from us um, against City, no positives or minuses against Leicester and bloody negative 18 overall for the month. Our third shittest player for the month, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. Ooh. Guys, let's start with Manny. Now, has he lost interest at all, a la your favourite bug eyes, after signing the world's biggest contract? I don't know, but it's an easy question to pose. I think the question that we really should be, you know, asking is why the fuck is he so lazy? You know, if we already know that this team is not going to play with a number 10, right? We said it in the previous podcast that the front three need to work a whole lot more because of, you know, that space between midfield and and, and defence, right? Aubameyang has been so boring in his movement, so lethargic in his movement. And some people say, you know, that's been attributed to, you know, the play constantly coming down his side, right? Mm. But his movement has just been off he hasn't been taking shots. He's just looked lethargic. He hasn't looked on it just yet. So I think he's value for being in the position that he's in because his attitude has not been there. Do you know what I mean? It just hasn't been there. In the United game, right, and then this will point to, you know, points that people are saying that, you know, the play is constantly coming down his side, was that us being more right-sided in that game allowed him to ghost into positions where he could be a bit more dangerous, which is why he created chances for Lacazette and he was having shots off and, you know, laying it off for William and this, that and the other. He was a bit more alive in that game, right? But it's just his overall play. He's been another passenger, right? He's been a passenger in a team that we cannot allow to have passengers, which is why he has got the, um, you know, the minuses that he's got because he's been shit. You know, two goals, you know, in the Premier League season is, I'm sorry, for that contract, that amount of money is not good enough. And he needs to start, you know, stepping up. You're the captain. You need to do a lot more, bruv. No, that's right, Manny. And is he passing the burden on to, in particular, Saka and Kieran Tierney as well? Yep, he is. You know, because it comes down that side and because him and Saka have that understanding, when Saka moves into that position, I'll go into the middle. But even when he is doing that, it's not aggressive enough. In the City game, when you're seeing, you know, Saka and Tierney doubling up, Aubameyang is on the edge of the box. It's like, what are you even doing there, mate? Shouldn't you be busting a gut to get in the middle? 
this is where you want to be. We talk about, you know, Bami, we need a Bami down the middle. So you've got two guys who are making the space for you to get into the middle. What the fuck are you doing outside the box? What, what are you doing there? Do you know what I mean? So it's all well and good. You know, you want this guy in the middle, you want him in the middle, but he needs to do a lot more to get himself in the positions to score goals. Because if you do that, you will score goals, mate. Mm. Yeah, he... <laughs> The, the, I guess the problem with the modern-day number nine is that it's become quite a thankless position. You get beaten the fuck out of by the centre-backs. You've got to play with your back to goal a lot of the time, bring others into the team. But also on the left, you've got hard-running, dribbling skills, pressing. It's a fucking hard job, you know? And I feel like a Bamiyang consciously or subconsciously playing for that new contract was on fire so it's you know we we know traditionally in in our discussions that he either scores very well if he scores in terms of our review system or if he doesn't there's not a lot else to to his game um now scunny what are your thoughts on potentially moving a little bit more centrally and playing a little bit more like he showed those glimpses with the layoffs and the one-twos and the little through balls um, against Man United. Yeah, I'd like to see something like that, but I'm I'm with Manny on that that case. When he does, when you've got people like Saka and Tierney, eventually Martinelli possibly coming back. If Martinelli certainly mm. drifts out on the left, which he has been doing, it's an exciting thought. Before, I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, be, before he got injured, he was playing mostly on the left. But mm. the, the thing that really gets me is obviously similar to what Manny says. He doesn't bust a gut to get into the box. The thing that most of our creativity now comes in through crosses, i.e. Tierney, Saka, Willian, I'd say Pepe, but... And, not, and no cunt really. in our team can head the fucking ball. And why not, no, why not well, just go get bloody Giroud back? It's not, just, it's not just that no cunt can head it it's just no one runs to it no one yeah no one's busting a it. gut to get into the box yeah no one's yeah. there and, and if they do yeah. there you've got the smallest man on the pitch and it's usually in Ketty and it's like well what's he going to do against a six foot four defender it's like yeah. well it, it's yeah. it's a pointless thing but or even it, worse Lacazette well yeah <laughs> but it that that's the issue and I, and I called it about three four weeks ago like Premier League games ago or something like that i was saying i i called it i said look abamyang's doing my head and he is lazy you know i said that yeah. about three or four weeks ago he, he's lazy but and lazy I, this and season i mean he had he had a lot of goodwill in the bank from surprising performances yeah. last season he's and got, he didn't always do it but he pressed and he harried and he hassled and he got back into position and you know when he's up for it he can overcome his natural tendencies. But unfortunately, I feel like he's not as up for it this season for whatever reason. Yeah. What I mean by lazy is not lazy running up and down the pitch, is not lazy moving the ball forward. For me to say how he's lazy, this guy's meant to be a left forward potential striker. To me, when I say lazy, he doesn't get into them positions where he can get a shot, a shot off. He's not showing enough oomph and mm. to go to get to that point similar to what i was just saying about running like manny was saying running into the box running into those positions mm. 
the what I see from a Bamiang at the minute is if he if Saka's running down the left or Tierney's running down the left, chances are he'll let them run past him and he'll move back. So he's nowhere near goal. So it's like, well, what are you doing? You're a, you're a, you're meant to be a striker. You're meant to be our lead goal scorer per se in this team. You're meant to be the talisman. What the so what, you're, are, are you what talking are you doing about yards back? Are you talking about dropping deeper for the cross back rather than yeah. busting a gut to? Yeah, yeah, it's like so he, meant, it, yeah. yeah. It almost feels I mean. like he's more confident with the long range shot than getting in and doing the hard yards and doing the fox in the box role. But that's the, that's another issue I've got with Arsenal per se at the moment. I just don't think we're taking them long shots. You know, everything seems to be getting into that point into the box where it's going to be an easier goal rather than when you did see Partey, I think it was against Man United or I can't remember if it was against Vienna. He just absolutely hoofed it at the goal. All right, it wasn't it wasn't a goal, but he actually he had a he had a good long range shot and mm. it was a good effort. We don't see that enough from Arsenal. So what is the point in Bamiyan being 30, 40 yards back from the goal to take mm. a long shot when we don't when no one's doing that? No one's getting that option to do that. That's that's a very good point, actually. And and it, it does bring forward a discussion I had for a bit later, but we may as well go with it now, because that's that's how we do things. Ryan, do you think Arteta is a little bit conservative with his approach or you're enjoying how good we are defensively now because of the instruction i believe not to leave their zones so the way i see it, and i brought it up on on a few different podcasts is i think arteta is trying to build a strong sturdy house and you know when you build a house you start a good foundation and i think our foundation is a defense and when he came into the team yep. our defense was shit and it's been shit for quite some time and Agreed. he is Yep. And right now we're we're the best defense in the Premier League, you know, as far Correct. as goals, goals yep. conceded and I think we're leading in a couple of shit categories, I don't know, but so, you know, uh that's been going well, great, cool, awesome. And then as of, you know, the Man U game, our midfield is slowly but surely kind of getting there in the the Alnene Parte partnership and I like where it's going. Do I think it's our answer? I I don't think so, and it kind of. I think you. I think you said something about it, uh, Toby, in the fact that you know, as much as I jerk on Nene off, I do at the end of the day uh, still see him as a squad player. Uh, you know, we pay him. I thought we pay him ninety thousand a week, but I, I think I think Stan the Man, shout out to Stan the Man, said that he gets fifty thousand a week. But regardless, even if it is ninety thousand, ninety thousand a week is nothing. So to pay him that much and. He he loves his club, and you know he he's just a perfect squad player. He'll, he'll he'll take a back seat. He'll he'll stay on the bench, and he'll still talk about how much he loves playing for Arsenal. So you, that to me, that's a player that you don't want you don't want to let go because he could do a job for you on the pitch. He's gonna constantly give you everything he has in his you know in his in his fuel tank. Um, but then if you know if he's on the bench, he'll, he'll take it because he's he's playing for Arsenal and he, and he plays for the badge, which. More players need to do, but um, are you still yeah. jerking off about Al Nene? What, yeah. what are we talking Honestly, about? So, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, what I, the fuck? I we're get, talking I, about I, forwards, you twat. All right, I, I'm sorry. I, I just, I, I did. I got sidetracked. I have Jesus. an erection. I have an erection. I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna tuck it into my shorts. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Point is, is I think now we're getting to the forwards and um, with a bombing. I don't know. Um, 
I what? I, I honestly I'm still thinking about Nene. I'm sorry. I'm so keep, hot keep it, keep, it, keep it together, boys. I'm hot flustered from Nene. I'm so sorry. He has, he has no Wait. idea what the fuck the question was. No, no, it, it's, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. He's gone round and round in circles in the most awkward soliloquy that ever. Anyway, Manny. I will throw it back to you and I, I hope yeah. to bloody God that, that people, <laughs> if they're listening on audio, just skip through the last couple of minutes. Now, the conservatism, yeah. the, now the dynamic created... I, I reckon is is absolutely fantastic the way that we've shut up shop. And I would have never thought in my wildest dreams we would be the stingiest defence in the league in terms of conceding. Now, the question I want to pose to you, though, is the conservatism yep. of selection by picking that same front three down to experience. Oh, yeah, I remember the question now. Yeah, Sorry. okay, but, but Ryan, Ryan. I didn't answer it. I know, I didn't answer mate, it. I just remembered mate, it. you're cut from this discussion. I'll come back to you in a bit. Now, the conservatism with the front three, Manny, do you yep. think that's hindering us? Because we're, we are defensively focused. Do you, do you think the front three is hindering us? They are because... So the minimal chances that we are creating... They are chances that if you put away, you have a lesser kind of performance that they had at the Emirates nine times out of ten, right? You go back to the Liverpool game, right, where we really weren't in that game, but it was only 2-1. Lacazette puts that chance away. We're not talking about the front three, you know, not working as much. You know, we're talking, about, we're talking about this is a game plan that we've executed and it's a game plan that we've put together, right? So, yep. and then we go to the Leicester game and we, you know, we create 11 chances or have 11 attempts on goal in the first half, right? Yep. So, really, it's, it's, it depends on what game you are looking at. When we are going away from home, where our record is shambolic, we have to, you know, have the front three be a bit more pragmatic. And, you know, when you get that opportunity, put it away because you trust them to do that. Mm. We paid the money and we put the trust in those guys. When you get the opportunities, put it away. We've been told that this is what they do, right? Well, yep. especially when you have Aubameyang in there. So when we are creating the chances that we are creating away from home and they are good chances, you expect them to put them away. If they do, we don't have this discussion, Toby. We don't have this discussion at all. So Absolutely. Yep. You know? Yep. <clears throat> And 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 sorry, Manny, but yeah, I think that's the that's the whole point of where we're going with this is the lack of clinical finishing that we are experiencing with, in particular, our two most um, experienced players in those positions. Um, so I feel that if we are going to take less risk and have less shots and wait for those clear cut opportunities, and you're, you're absolutely right. You know, um, Liverpool, even though that was outside of this month's review, we had chances to nick that. City, we had chances to nick it. Leicester, we should have put it to bed. They didn't even bother playing in the first half and then pulled our pants down and fucked us in the ass in the second half. You know, and then Manu, I'm not convinced they're the strongest team or strongest set up either. So they there fucking are, suck. They're, 
Thank you, Ryan. Um, there are some concerns with that clinical nature. And I feel like um, with Lacazette, who we will get onto shortly, I feel like Arteta is trying to play him back into some type of form. That that has to be his yeah. tactic for, for relentlessly picking him when, uh, quite frankly, he doesn't do a lot. But we are getting onto that shortly. And that is almost like I'd planned it a segue to the second most underperforming player for the month, um, which is, I'll just make sure with my notes before I actually say it, which is Lacazette. Okay, so we have not playing in the first game of the month or the second, and then negative 15 cumulatively from the five of us, followed by negative 12 against Man United. Um, I've got a lot of things to say on this, but uh, I'll make a point. Uh, go, go first. Go first. Uh, uh, I, I want to hear I, I, All right. Okay. <laughs> yes. All right. I'll just go, bitches. Listen to this. All right. So slow, can't press or run in behind. Can't hold up the ball. Passing is not great. Not a dribbler. Has lost his instinct for goal. What is there left? Why not in Ketia? You Sound forgot, like a poem. I'm going to say you forgot beautiful. first touch is absolute dog shit. No, it's really bad. What, wasn't wasn't that in there? Oh, I'll just add another. No. I'll just add another negative. <laughs> who who um who would like to go first on that series of statements? I will. Uh, yeah. I mean, everything you said, he sucks. Um, to be fair, I I, I do think Arteta's giving him this job is being kind of like. I, I can't believe it. it sounds fucking stupid, but he, like being like that pit bull up top and winning us the ball in the final third. And to be fair, I thought he actually had a pretty good game against Venue. It still wasn't good enough. It still wasn't maybe, good. Still maybe, wasn't maybe, um, slightly less shit would be a yeah, better way. It, it, perfect. Yeah, slightly less shit. I, I do think it was his best game for us in quite some time, though. And he he won us a lot of balls in the final third that we're not used to winning. Um, but then he would fuck it up. You know, so it's tough because it kind of, again, going back to what I was trying to say before I got El Nene boners and stuff, I think Arteta sees our forwards as our as our most talented group of players. And I think that he kind of says, well, if my forwards are so talented, I have a bombing a world-class striker, then then fuck him, you know? Like, not world-class, Ryan. I'm just saying, if that's the way – if that's his line of thinking, we do – if you look at our team on paper, at least when this when the, when the season started, you think okay, and that's what people have been saying for us for for years. You know, when we when we signed, um, I you know I don't give a fuck, but when we do we do the acronyms like LMAO and and you know all the bullshit when we had Alexis Ozil, Mkhitaryan, Lacazette, and like they were doing all these fucking acronyms for our forwards, and they, it's been a thing for years and years and years, and it's fucking stupid. But my point is, is our forwards have been kind of like what brings people in to watch us play. And I think now that our forwards are shit, people are like, what the fuck? My point is, is Arteta is letting the forwards do what they want, creating their own chances. And I don't think that's good enough because they're not good enough. And I think Arteta realizes this and says, well, you know what? We're going to build from the back. We're going to just secure things in the back and things will happen. Aubameyang will score goals because he does. 
as much as we hate him and slack him off, he will. He, you know, he won the golden boot for us, you know. But uh, more on that it, later. Um, can 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 I make yeah, a point yeah. there, Ryan? I feel like, and and this is this is playing devil's advocate. The way we used to play, and I'll bring it back to the Wenger days, was there was an incredible amount of creativity and one-touch passing, which would open up the space for one-touch shots. All right. I feel that in our structured approach now, we don't get a lot of those those shots. It's down to the front three to create that from themselves because people don't tend to alternate positions and swap and play little triangles and so forth. That's I'll just put that little caveat in there. Maybe those finishers are better at finishing rather than doing that legwork themselves. Um, Scunny, I'll move over to you now, mate. Lacazette, with all of the, with all of the um, spitting forth of hate that I that I put forth before, I certainly don't mean to shit on a player. I don't think I'd ever be the the type to really hate any of our players. Um, but this has been going on for quite a while, and Lacazette has been given many an opportunity to prove us and Arteta wrong. What do you think is going wrong for him? at the moment? Uh, well, I, I don't think it's ever been right for him at Arsenal, in in my opinion. Um, he is not the goal scorer when he was bought, we was promised at that, that 20, 30 goal year goal scorer that, you know, everyone was expecting when he first came. He's Did we feel that, that he player. was at the start? Um, I think it was promised when he mm. first came to Arsenal under the, the old regime. But mm. taking that, the regime to a side and just sticking with Lacazette. I think that's mm. what was sort of promised. That was what it was expected. But it's, um, I just don't think it's, sorry, I've, th- that's just put me off. No, no, that's, that's, that's Fergus. I was, yeah. I was actually going to call myself, um, Jesus lives just for, just for Fergus. But, um, <laughs> but, um, yeah. But yeah, welcome, uh, welcome, Fer- Fergus. I, I'm still around, you know, blessed are the fucking meek. So, <laughs> fair play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. As as oh, I was saying me. before, everything. Yeah, with with Lacazette, the thing that's really wound me up about him, he doesn't have to be that goal scorer. He, you know, he, he doesn't have to be that. But similar to what Ryan was saying and what we were saying before, if he's playing in that number nine role, like you were saying, it's very, <clears throat> it's oh, I can't remember the word that you use now. It's gone off my head now because after reading all that, um, it's an unfavorable position. It's not. It, mm. it takes a lot of stick, yeah. you know, because you're getting battered by. Mm. Um, defenders and stuff, but mm. if you're playing that role to bring in the left and the right wing to bring them into the middle, you need to be able to hold the ball up. He cannot mm. do that. His mm. first touch is shocking, you know. Yeah. I, after watching that, I, I it, it's just it's so bad. His first touch, it's just what is the point? And mm. it, it's, it's his attitude over the last few games that's got me. That's the worst thing that's got me as well is his attitude, his whining, his constant, his whole demeanor of. Okay, it's like it's, it looks it's like been a guy like this. It's been like this for so long, and, and it's it's been papered over because you know our forwards are 
what attracts everybody to watch us. Like I said, the forwards are what everyone looks at. The Aubameyang, the Lacazette. Now I guess William, the Pepe, you know, and I think him always on the ground, always complaining, always whining is kind of took a back seat. But now that our forwards are actually, oh shit, we can't score. We're shit. People now see Lacazette always on the ground. You know, one of my friends said, oh, this is Lacazette's best game. Like, why isn't Lacazette in your positives? And I go, did you not see him on the ground every five minutes yelling at the, like complaining to the refs? Yeah, well, 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 the center backs were, you know, where they were fouling him and stuff. I'm like, yeah, yeah, a few times I'll give you that. But what he does is he leans back on the defense, on the defender, right? And if the defender just says, oh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not fouling you, and he just backs off, he'll fall on his back and he'll complain. What the fuck? It's like, no, 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 no. You try to lean on the defender to, to you know, further the, the ball to pitch. Defender said, fuck you, I'm out. And then he falls on, he falls on his ass. So it's just it's it's depressing because again this this isn't what he's best at you know playing as as you know that that nine and kind of like working in the middle of the field and creating the chances for Aubameyang for the Pepe's for the Williams um, it's it's not his best thing his best thing is getting the ball in the box making a quick turn and putting it in the net but it's not that that's not his task he needs to fight for the ball and win the ball and I think. For what we paid for him, for what we think he's supposed to be, yeah. that's uh, that. That's a mark for Fergus. If Fergus is relating to getting doozy, that's not that's no bueno. But uh, yeah, you know. So I think you know Lacazette is probably the best person for the job. I don't think Eddie's going to do a better job than Lacazette well, as that, far as what was, he's supposed to before do. Before I was before I was interrupted by Ryan, so I'm just going to interrupt him back. Go for um, it. What I was going to say is that I think when you were saying that he's trying to play Lacazette through this funk that he's in, yeah. I don't think it's that. I think he's playing Lacazette because he's got no other option. Yeah, I agree. I just don't think he, Eddie is yeah. ready or even going to be ready for the Premier League. He looks good in the Europa League. He looked good last night, yeah. for instance. He, mm. he does look good in them type of games, but... I just don't think he's going to be ready for something like the Premier League, you know, like I, the, I, the I, Southamptons and teams like that. Correct, correct. But I, I do like Eddie's press, his ability to cover that ground between himself and the defender when they're playing the ball out, which is more than Lacazette can do because he's running in sand. The other thing that I feel that Eddie is better at is more hunger in the goal mouth being that poacher. So Lacazette is kind of, you know... Average at all, master at none, you know, at the moment. Yeah. He really isn't delivering much at all. Um, so, or, or jack of all trades and master of none, me and my mixed bloody metaphors. So I wouldn't mind seeing that again. I'd actually prefer to see Oba have a crack in the middle in some games or that shifting of him to the centre and relying on more of the left for the creativity. Um but, yeah, I, I, I definitely see what you mean, Scunny. Now, Manny, sorry we've left you out for so long. Um, I, thought as, I thought as a someone who followed French football um, as well and knowing Lacazette um, potentially beforehand, I just want you to maybe give your opinion on two, two things. I really am doing a bloody max now. Two things. Is it a mental thing for him? Is he not enjoying his football anymore? And is that why he's 
everything isn't coming off. He's not playing with confidence. And secondly, what type of player was he previously? And, you know, is he reflecting that now? Uh, yeah, before I get to that question, Ryan, fuck you. Um, <laughs> secondly, secondly, before I get to that question, I want to respond to these two comments here, right? By Fergus, right? Yeah, he's, he's, he's bombing us. He's bombing us. And by Keith, right? So let me respond to those two comments. Sure, Stop. you go for it, Manny. Stop overhyping Martinelli. What is with you Arsenal fans and overhyping players, bruv? Yeah? Let them grow. Give them the room to make the mistakes and then claim it back. Yeah? Stop bigging him up so early. He's only 19 years old and he's been heralded as the, you know, the hero. Stop doing that, man. You lot are giving him, you know, that, that platform to fail and everybody go, ah, see, he was never good enough in the first place. Stop fucking doing that, man. Anyway, moving on from you two cunts. Um, Breach. Oh, damn. It, it, it's, it's the same with Saliba. You know, Saliba's herald as the new king. Nice. And now that he's not playing, everybody's fucking confused because yeah. you guys have bigged them up before actually seeing them. We've only seen a fraction of what Martinelli can do and everyone's jizzing over their belly buttons like Ryan's, bro. Stop that. Dude, that's stop the that, worst. Jizz in your belly button is... It, oh, it's like... The, no, no, Ryan, stop, please. We've had, <laughs> we've had enough of that shit from you. Seriously, just stop. Moving, moving on, moving on. So... Lacazette, the player that the player that Lacazette was before he came to the Premier League was more like Enketio, right? Was more closer to the goal, fox in the box, and get those tap-ins, right? And he was a penalty merchant as well. But he was good at that. When he came to Arsenal, he was given, you know, a role that he may or may not have been familiar with, which is uh, which is, you know, coming in deep and linking, you know, between midfield and attack, right? So that's something that he thrived on under Emery, right? He he thrived on being that, that having that little bit of leadership, right? He thrived on being the man, right? Something went wrong at the start of last season, and he has not been able to replicate that. So it's not that he's not able to do that role. He is. He just acts like he doesn't want to. It's an attitude thing with Lacazette at the minute, because we all know he can do it. But for a year, for well over a year now, we've seen nothing from him, right? His first touch is awful. His hold-up play is not good enough. He is spiky. He is petulant. And you can see it in him. And that's the most frustrating thing for me, right, is that if everything else is failing, your attitude should be on point. You know what I mean? I should look at you and go, you know what, at least he's trying. Mm. Against Leicester, Right, he he was given up so quickly, right? In that second half in particular, he gave up so quickly. And this is the attitude that I can't stand from Lacazette is that he gives up, right? When it's not working, he throws his hand in the air, he's always moaning, he's always complaining, he's always spiky, but it's not that spikiness that we loved from him. Do you know what I mean? It's ah it, it's frustrating for me watching him play, you know what I mean? So anyway. I think it's about time he goes anyway, bro, because it's, mm. it's, it's just not going to happen for him. right? It's, it's not and, that and he can't do the role. He doesn't want to do the role. So I, have, so I, have, I have a question. So do we do we think that maybe Lacazette, when he was brought into the team by Wenger, do we think maybe he came in thinking like he's going to be the guy? And then when we bought Aubameyang in, now Lacazette's almost like the Robin to his Batman. And yes, him Lacazette, and Aubameyang. Lacazette, sorry, Ryan, I'm going to interrupt you there, Ryan. Lacazette yeah, yeah, yeah. was never the guy even when Giroud was there. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, fair point. I just it, it's just crazy because to me, like since Abomingas came to the team, him and him and Abomingas are butt buddies. You know, it's it's Batman and Robin, and like he's kind of taking second fiddle to Abomingas, and he seems like he's okay with that. But to me, you know, if you're gonna be a striker, especially for Arsenal, you can't be okay with being a Robin. You can't be okay with taking second fiddle. I don't I don't give a fuck if you are best friends. I don't care if you guys go out and shop and get match, matching outfits. You know, at, at the end of the day, like you're playing you're playing for your team for you and, and you want to make this team better and you don't want to rely on Aubameyang, you know, the the captain. You know, it, I I just I don't know. Like and I, and I agree with Manny. I think it, since the start of last year, I think, you know, we 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 talked about how oh the start of last year, oh, he's injured, he has ankle problems, he needs to get surgery and all this, and he got surgery, and he, he rehabbed, he did all these things, and he's still just shit, and his attitude is shit, like Scuddy said, and the attitude is like the one thing, you know, at least you want to, you want to, you know, it, 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 I don't know, it, it doesn't really, something just isn't clicking for me as far as Lacazette. I, well, I, look, don't know I, I, I really enjoyed the example that Manny made about his leadership qualities under Emery. And I, I remember that vividly because he really did show that. And I think potentially he did like being the number one. I think he did yeah. like the responsibility of having some of the team, you know, on, on his shoulders um, to an extent. But... Something has happened, and, and I really do feel it's a mental thing with him because I don't think a player of that quality or what we thought was that quality, and he was pretty sharp in terms of his finishing when he first arrived. I, I really do think it's a mental thing. Um, and in answer to um, Keith Fogarty's statement again that he should have been sold last season, absolutely. But yeah. we are, we're in this market, so not only is it a, a COVID market, but you're in this ridiculous Premier League market where no other country can afford the ridiculous wages because of the TV money. So we're stuck with these pricks running down their contracts. And even if they want to go, there isn't always an outlet for them to actually go. Um, so, yes. So um, moving on. Corey, trying Pepe down the middle. Look, I, I don't know. I think that comes back to the number 10 theory. Uh, I don't think in the modern game you can have you can carry a player out of a ten, you know. I you know unless all over the team they're working their fucking holes off, um, you're going to be going down another Urzel path for me. Would anyone like to elaborate on that? Uh, the only no. thing I will say is, do, uh, uh, so let, let, Ryan, let's let let's let Manny go, and then we'll come back to you. Nah, I think that's just that we're reaching here. You know, again, you would be putting Pepe in a box that he can't get out of. You know, already on on the right hand side, he's very predictable. With Pepe, you can start him on the right, but having him float between right, middle, and left is where you get the best out of him. Having him down the middle, you're limiting him again. Mm. Ryan, sorry, mate, we'll come back to no, you. No, uh, the only thing I'm going to say is and kind of relates to what we're talking about do we think the reason why lock is dead is, or just our our nine is playing that role of like holding up play and facilitating is 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 that because we don't have a creative midfielder i don't think so i don't i don't think we i with this team i don't think we need a creative midfielder because we're, we're creating chances we're just not finishing them but do you think maybe why lock is is playing so 
out of position and like kind of push, uh, pulling back a little bit. Is that because, you know, Arteta kind of wants that 10, he wants that creative player to kind of push up. Oh. And oh, I think it- that's, I think that's the modern nine. Yeah. I think it's the okay. selfless. I think okay. it's the selfless position. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I think it, more and more it's the Firmino type of role. Um, right, yeah, you, play yeah. a, you play a combination of both positions um, and that's why your your wing forwards are left traditional left and right forwards and more inverted wingers, um, second strikers. You know, it, it's, it's right. that number nine that brings the other players into the game. And it's funny, Fergus, um, in his barrage of uh, statements for us before, um, was talking about Giroud. Now, Giroud was a ridiculously polarizing player for all of us because um, Monsieur Wenger relied on him way too heavily and he became a point of frustration for us. But with a team that crosses as much as we do with wing forwards and overlapping wing backs, he would certainly be an option, you know, heading, volleying, um, and potentially bringing the midfield into the game more. So, yeah, look, I would prefer to have him as a plan B rather than um, Lacazette at the moment in any case. Now, anyway, gentlemen, um, moving on to our final shittest cunt of the month um, in wonderfully eloquent terms that we use here at the Ars Brothers. Um, we have, I think we all know or knew what is coming, but we have our Chelsea cast-offs Sloppy seconds, old as fuck, can't be bothered, um, potentially thinks the Europa League is beneath him, Mr. Will I Ann. <laughs> when, oh, when, or well, oh, well, Mr. Will I Ann. Um, now, negative six first game, negative 11 from all of us, second game of the month. Um, neutral scores or didn't play, I can't remember. Um, against Leicester, a negative 11 for a grand total of negative 28 for the month. Our sloppy seconds, big regret. Why did we go there? Will I am? Who would like to? Who would like to start on this? Seems like Manny is chopping. Man, because you guys remember the podcast, man. You guys remember the podcast. The I last. Do. The last monthly, I was screaming at Max, right, about this signing. I was screaming at Max because I was worried that this is what we were going to get. I was worried this is the productivity we were going to get from a 32-year-old who's barely got any speed left in his legs. I was worried about this. See, Max brought up a point yesterday. Right, saying that you know, Willian is a shape and structure player, right? And you could see that in this time at Chelsea, and you can see that if you watched Brazil as well. You know, I mean, him and Dani Alves, they had that right hand side, and it was working down that way, which is what you kind of saw in the United game, where there was an understanding between Bellerin and Willian, either one was on the outside, one was on the inside, and vice versa, right? But he is boring. He's not doing anything. He's not really creating. He's just there. He is just there. We talk about Elneny being boring, right? And he is. He's a very basic player. Jesus Christ, William. Jesus Christ, William. Shut up, Ryan. Like, (laughs) he's just... 
we're not getting and i don't know exactly what was the plan in getting willian in because if you really wanted somebody who to hold the shape and hold the structure surely there was another there was somebody else out there who could do that job and could be a bit more effective in attack he's been terrible since the fulham game terrible and maybe i was a little bit harsh with him in the united game because you know he was doing a job you know staying you know close to bellerin once you know united responding to us you know doing overloads on the wings and stuff like that right so he held the shape well and he helped you know back up bellerin a few times but he is ineffective he is so ineffective and i don't know what was the plan here if the three years boys three years this is what i was worried about that we are again going to be tied down to a cast off that we can't get rid of yep <sighs> preach i think, think we're all quite worried about that won't we i think we've all mentioned mm. it before on previous podcasts even on this one that we're going to be tied down for three years to someone who we can't get rid of mm. who's on quite a substantial wage packet and that, mm. you know, it's like we seem to be making them same mistakes again and again. And it looks to be that is the same issue. It's like, right, we're just going round in circles with the same problem over and over and over again. Yeah. And and we've become a club for that. You know, we <laughs> we feed off the scraps of that top table because we're not in that top echelon anymore. It's just Chelsea. We're, you know, <laughs> we, we, we we just get Chelsea's castoffs year in year out. It's like seriously, have you not the amount of castoffs that we've had from that club? Do they not get the point where it's like actually no? I think we'll leave it this year. We'll not get anyone from there. But it's yeah. not. It's like oh yeah 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 we'll take him. Oh yeah yeah we'll take him too. Fuck yeah. off. Seriously, Look, learn what, from your mistakes. Totally, totally. And and what and it goes back to the fucking Gallus days. I mean, oh yuck! Like that was just bloody horrible back then um now yeah i mean it just it 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 frustrates me hugely and and i feel that there's a lack of energy there's a lack of desire um apart from the first game against fulham and i think since then upon reflection and hindsight's a wonderful thing fulham are a pretty shit team so he looked pretty good in that first game and we thought we have a player here that can still do a job I thought he was signed for his pressing ability as well as creativity. Um, but I'm concerned with the lack of desire. And he, he was pretty sloppy on the ball that first half against Man U. And he opened us up to a lot of transition from from them at the time. Um, that's enough from me. Ryan, would you like to elaborate on any of that? So I'm going to start the, I'm gonna start this whole thing off by saying, fuck you, William, because... <laughs> <laughs> I I am one of the few people that defended this signing, and I'm one of the few people that said that I think I think it's a good signing. I think he was the most creative player for Chelsea uh, last season. I think he, he was, was good last year for. I, I think he was their best player, and people say, "Oh, Pulisic, yeah, fair." But I think overall, as far as the entire season, I thought William was their best player. So coming in on a free, I'm like, "Yeah, cool." Listen, we want to slag off Chelsea. We want to say, you know, Chelsea this, Chelsea that, but. Chelsea are right now they're on our level and to some extent they might be past us you know with with, with their recent signings but I was hopeful for William I think he could have brought something to our team that we've been looking for something we need currently but to me he's been shit to me I don't see I don't see anything um he offers a structure but I don't give a fuck about structure I want results I want 
I want assists. I want goals. I want I want the whole shebang and bang. And I just I don't see it from him. I you know people say that his best attribute, what he does, is he plays on the right. He gets the ball. He'll cut in. He'll pass a he'll pass a fullback and he'll and he'll and he'll, and uh, he'll cross the ball in. Cool, awesome, great, grand, wonderful. But we have Lacazette hanging out all the way in the back, fighting for the ball. We have Aubameyang on the left side of the field that looks very disinterested and doesn't want to play. So it's just I, – I just don't get it. I don't get what he's here for. I mean, I get why he was brought here. I don't get why he's here now, you know. And for someone that's – Listen, I'm not Pepe's biggest fan. I'm really not. I, I like him. I think he could do bits. And, you know, I talked about it earlier. I, I think he has those moments of magic, and I'm here for that. And maybe I'm just a hopeless romantic. But I want to see Pepe play. I almost want to see him fuck up a 100 times to get those two bits of magic out because, for me, Williams is boring. He's not doing anything. And I thought – and I know Manny said he rewatched the game, and he saw that William was, was actually pretty good. I mm. thought he, I thought he was terrible. I thought he offered mm. nothing. I he got the ball and I was like, okay, cool. I would just like next. I went. I literally would. He would get the ball. I would go on my phone. I just mm. wasn't excited. I didn't think he offered anything, and I and I still don't think he really offers anything. And I don't know if that's maybe you know he's older. Maybe it's his way of kind of he's trying to like figure out Arteta's tactics because he did come out and say you know. The way Arteta wants to play is different. He's not used to it. He has to kind of like find his formation, find where he has to be positionally. It's not that easy. Okay, fair point. But he just he, he does not offer us anything. I don't get excited when he gets the ball. I I I just look at him and I just say I don't I don't get it. I would look at him. I'd be like I don't get it. So are we are we watching him through the wrong lens though? So, because we're so left-sided biased, all right, and, and I'm only playing devil's advocate here because I, yeah. I'm critical of him as well. Because we're so left-sided biased, it's the left-sided role to be creative and overlap. So, we, we start shifting towards more of a 4-4-2 in possession because right. the left side overlaps and Aubameyang comes more central. So, is it more his task to stay in position and, and play more of a pseudo right midfielder in a traditional sense than as a right winger. And because of that discipline and maybe Manny doing the rewatch and taking the emotion out of the game, you know, surely that's the reason he's been picked over Pepe and Pepe is playing in the Europa League. Manny, sure. I'll come back. In, that, in that game, in that game, especially Toby, we needed, we didn't need the chaos in that game mm. we didn't need it because it was a performance where if you go gung-ho right you could get picked off right it was yeah. a game where like i said united's outlet they wanted to get luke shaw and wan bissaka as, as up the field as possible having willian there doubling up with bellerin stopped luke shaw getting down that wing right especially mm. in that second half when they reacted with having pogba on the left having yep. willian double up with bellerin was paramount pepe wouldn't do that that I totally understand, and I get why he was brought in to do that sort of job. Mm. But offensively, where we were dominating and where we were creating chances, William was wasteful. He was so wasteful. So again, we're stuck with one player who maybe is great in chaos in Pepe, and then we have one player in William who's good in the structure 
but neither of them are good at eek are, are good at either flap. What's the point I'm trying to make? Mm-hmm. Willian is not good at chaos and Pepe is not good at structure. So we've got one mm. player that's good at one thing and not good at the other. Right? So we're stuck mm. with two players who are useless in my eyes. Because Stocks one of them can't though. do both things. Do you know? So mm. I, it, it's listen, I was I was harsh on Willian in that game because I didn't see what he was doing because I wanted to beat United so damn much. But yeah. you saw you saw the sort of relationship he had with Bellerin in that game because it was his past that got the penalty, right? Mm. But overall, when you need to break teams down, like it's gonna happen against Aston Villa, you play Willian, you're not gonna get anything. You're not because he's just not that kind of player. So I feel we've wasted a signing. We've wasted another year on a 32-year-old where we could have gone out there and got better for less. Mm. Well, I, well, well I, what, but who do you who do you expect? Because you said better for less. Oh, oh, we signed oh, William Ryan, on a, Ryan, on a Ryan, 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 hold up one second. Look who's turned up. <laughs> is, uh, is, I don't know what a cunto is, but fuck you, Max. Go Brother, back to work, man. Brother Max, are you are you just messaging or are you able to jump on? Yeah, he's fucking. Well, he's probably swamped and he's probably skiving right now just to see how he's, we're doing. He's skiving off work. He's, he's, he's home already, putting his feet up. <laughs> All right. He just can't leave it alone, can he? Can't leave <laughs> no, it alone. He can't. Ah! can't. He can't. But yeah, so, so, the keys so we... to the, the keys to the asylum and he wants them back already. Ooh, we got him. Uh, no, so, so, you know, so kind of what I was saying was just like, I agree with everything you're saying, Manny. Don't get me wrong, I do. But like, we got him on a free. So, what is our? What would be? Yeah, of course. Wait, wait, wages. He means Ryan. I'm sure. <sighs> and a three year, and a three year contract. So yeah, we haven't. But we haven't. What, what would have been a better alternative? Who 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 would we have signed? Like, we got him on a free. Yeah, yes, he's on sort of big wages. But mate, like, I, I don't know. I, I don't, has, I don't see he, a better he, a better player. Mate, I'll I'll, I'll 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 go bloody. I'll I'll go with the youth here. Um. Has I he agree. done better than Reeves Nelson? And we, I mean, since he came into the team, no. But if you if you compare Reese Nelson last year to what Williams has done for Chelsea, to me, it's it, it's a no brainer. To me, I'm signing William for free. Like it's just gonna. But like Williams really yeah, but, took but what, the what's, bull what's, by the horns. What's and he's the really ceiling? And what did Nelson do? Uh, you know, and we have to say the caveat against the opposition in the Europa League, but. Bringing in a player of that age and that ilk on two hundred grand a week on a yeah. long-term contract, and then having Nelson not even make the match day squad a lot of the time, I don't really see the point in that. No, I agree, and I and I think the thing too was when Willie went on loan to Hoffenheim, uh, he, sh- he they were comparing him to Sancho. They were like, "Oh, he's the best youngster. He's the best youngster." Nel- Nelson, you mean? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. They compared him to Sancho yeah. and like, like, oh, he's the best youngster. Him and Sancho are going to be, you know. And he came back and we were like, okay. And then he did shit. He did nothing. He offered nothing for us. And I think then Arteta's like, all right, well, I don't even think Arteta was a manager at that point. But then it's like, okay, well, Arteta's like, all right, well, Nelson's not going to give us anything in the Premier League. Let's bring some. Let's bring in some reinforcements. Let's bring in Willian. And mm-hmm. at the time, I was like, no, this is the this is the right move. I don't think Nelson did anything for us, for us, for Arsenal, not for you know for Hoffenheim. Um, but now we kind of see the season. Yes, I know, like you said, it's the Europa League, but Nelson excites me, man. He really does. And William, I'm just like, 
he gets the he gets the ball, and I'm like, all right, let me go on Twitter and, and tweet something. Let me let me you know <laughs> let me go friend somebody on Facebook. Like I'm just I'm not interested in rolling really the ball. Put the I get phone down, the watch the game. Yeah, yeah, I know, no, but, no, I, but no, I get no, I'm, it. I'm just winding just, you up. Yeah, William just it's just yeah. I know. He's got, I know, he, I know. He's got an afro. He sort of reminds me of Ganduzi with his hair. I love you, Ganduzi. I still do. Come back home soon. But, you know, it's it's. I just don't care. I just don't care when, when William's on the field. He just doesn't I, – I guess I just I just want to get excited. That's why, I, you know, I talk about my boy Elneny no, so much. But you, know, you, know what, you know what, Ryan? And here's, here's, the, here's the thing that we forget. Free transfers are still expensive. All right? Now – Max, we, we we already touched on some of the points Max is saying here in the comments about, you know, William being important in the structure and this, that, and the other. I get all of that, but not every game we're going to need structure. At some right. point, you're yeah. going to need a William to go, you know what, I need you to grab this game by the horns, mate. I need you to go out there and create that little something. I need you to put a free kick in the top corner. I need you to whip in a ball that is not going to hit the first man. Do you know what I mean? So this thing about you know him being a free transfer, man, he's fucking expensive. Another example of a free transfer being expensive. Look at big old Siad last night, bruv. Yeah. Big old Seattle class in that class night. Stop. Right? Why? Why would that, we live oh, this? No. Listen, that man no. made me lose all composure last night, right? Seattle <laughs> made me lose all composure. I couldn't stop laughing for the rest of that second half, right? That there is a pure example of a free transfer costing you a mm. shit ton of money, right? That got that's a hundred k a week, bro. That's a hundred k a week, right? Don't get it twisted. William is expensive, and I get that yeah. he's important in certain games. But you cannot tell me we couldn't go out there and find a player that we could have molded in the image that Arteta wants for a few measly million pounds in comparison to the wages we're paying a 32-year-old for three years, bro. Yeah. It's just, I was not excited by the William signing because I could see it, and I'm still not excited by it, bro. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not excited by it, man. Max, so, has, so, made, so, Max has made a perfect comment there. William is an expensive handjob. Yeah. We'll get it done. But I want more from a prostitute. I think that sums up William there. To be fair, <laughs> so going back to what you've said, Manny, it, it is a good analogy. <laughs> so you can tell you, said, um, Manny... you can tell he has a pregnant wife at the moment making those oh my god. <laughs> analogies. Oh my god! Oh my god! So going back to what you have said, Manny, and I think we've all kind yeah. of said it. You know, we're we're very we're a very predictable team. We're so predictable. Do we think in that predictability that we have? Why have William? I kind of want Pepe to play, even against big teams. I want to create that unpredictability. Yeah, he fucks up. Yeah, he sucks. But I want teams to think like, well, yeah, William could cut it back and fucking have a nice little curler. You know, you never know. I think of William, he just he kind of furthers that. Um, I can't fucking find the word I'm looking for, but he kind of furthers our kind of thing of you know being so predictable, being so structured, so organized. You know, tie on. Fucking pants on with the belt on, the nice shoes. He he's too, he, he, mm. he offers us nice guy predictability, as I like to put it. And I I, yeah. I kind of want that <laughs> chaos and unpredictability. That's why I kind of like the bad boy Pepe with the mohawk. Look, you know? Ryan, I, I think you're somewhat in there making a cohesive point somewhere. Thank you. And I I, I think, but I think you. overall, 
Arteta is a conservative manager, but yeah. the reason I think he's a conservative manager, we finished. But players eighth. suck. We yeah. finished. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. We finished yeah. eighth last year. So what he's done is he's gone. This is our structure. You don't leave that structure because you're not good enough to either. How am I trying to say this? You're not good enough to win by being out of that structure. So you have to play within the, you know, the the elements of your um, of your actual potential. You know, and we don't have that with the squad. So I think the way to overcome that, and this is why I think we're a better team against better opposition. We play within that structure. We absorb. We wait for the mistake, and then we hit on the counter. And that's why we struggle against teams that are more in a low block. All right. And I'll, so go, I even, think- I'll go even further and saying, talking about Aubameyang, I think that he's not like that. He doesn't like to play with structure. You know, you talk about um, the community shield and there's another game too, where he got the ball and he cut it to his right. And then he fucking curled it from the top of the 18. He scored a goal. He scored a fucking beautiful goal. And he did it in the premier league. I fucking don't remember who gives a shit, but I, you know, He's the kind of player, and we talk, kind of talked about it. He creates things out of nothing, and you know, kind of put him through the middle. But he of the- doesn't. He doesn't. That's no, our point. He, he doesn't, doesn't create anything out of my nothing. My point is, he's done it, and I'm not saying, oh, he's done it, so we have to, we have to trust Aubameyang. No, 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 no. I agree with what everyone else is saying. I, I don't think that, but I think you know, and I don't want to get too fucking into it, but you know, the bombing with his fucking cars and his flashy clothes, his hairstyle. He wants to impress. He wants to dazzle. And he's done that, you know, with, again, with his gold in the community shield. And I, I fucking don't remember, but he did in the Premier League too, where he cut it curler. And I think he wants to kind of impress and, and kind of not do the hard work, but yet make it look easy. And that's why he has two goals from outside the 18 for us. And I, I guess I just don't get it because he doesn't want to do the hard work, but he wants all the benefits. He wants the Lamborghini, but he doesn't want to pay for it. You know, so yeah. I think that's our biggest problem with our front three is they want to dazzle and have those fucking crazy awesome goals, but they don't want to work for it. You know, yeah, and you have Lock is that working for it, but then falling on his ass and calling for, you know. Mm. You yeah, got there in look, the end, Ryan. You got there in the end, bro. Jesus yeah, look, Christ. Oh, what? <laughs> what? You got there. What? You got there in the end, bro. You got there in the end. Why take five words to say it when you can take fifty? I don't know what the fuck that means. I'm just gonna keep drinking my beer. <laughs> he's he's filling in for Max in that sense. Um, now let's let's not get too caught up with the media shite. Okay, who gives a fuck about the Lamborghinis and the haircut and the gold? It was just an example. I know, I I, get it. I know, I know, but I thought I'd put that in there. You know, from what I see on the pitch and on the sidelines, I see a pretty humble guy who takes pleasure in the team doing well. I think he's technically flawed in what we're trying to get him to do. All right, so let's bring them back, bring this back now because we're going to try and wrap it up. We've been rambling a bit. So I wanted to mention before we close someone who didn't make it into our discussion today but i think really should because he's got the potential to be the signing of the season and he didn't quite make it into those positive points but i just want all of us to do a bit of a round before we finish up and just to say how ridiculously impressed i am and i'm sure we all are on gabriel and what do we think of him um, and is he the potential signing of the season, even above Thomas Partey? 
Yes. Oh, yeah, I would say so. I would say so because of, you know, his price tag won. And that Partey was already established. Like, you you know what Partey is about. Gabriel was that, you know, unknown commodity. Do you know what I mean? And he's coming. I remember he hadn't played a game in six months, right, when he came in. And he slotted in seamlessly. Mm. And he's the right blend. And I, I was saying this to one of my mates, right, um, because I was cussing out you know, Wan-Bissaka and Maguire, because these are awful, awful footballers, right? These are trash footballers, right? In order to play in defence nowadays, you can't just be a brute. You cannot just be, you know, a throwback to the 90s, right? You need to be able to play football. Gabriel is the correct blend of both. The way he handled Rashford, this was this was hilarious to me. The way he handled Rashford, just clamping it down, is like, you're not going anywhere. You know, the way he clamped down Greenwood, you're not going anywhere, lad. You're going to have to go through me if you want to go through this box. Do you know what I mean? And I love that. He was an unknown commodity who has shown himself to be a lot more than what people thought he was. Yes, he was good in Liga last season. He was very good. But even I am surprised how he is acclimatized and I'm surprised how aggressive and how stylish he looks in his aggressiveness. Love it. He's got the trajectory to go wherever he wants. Just don't overhype the guy, but he's looking real good at the minute. Definitely, definitely. Scunny, is there an element of old school about him that you enjoy? Uh, I don't think there's an element of, uh, element of old school, but I think it's more. I think it's something that we needed, and it's similar to what Keith has just said there, because of because we've wanted it and needed something like that for so long. It's like a breath of fresh air to Arsenal fans. You know, we've been mm. struggling in defence for many, 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 many years, and he's came in like Manny said. He's slotted in, and he's slotted in perfectly. He's doing a great job. And because of that, and the way he treats established Premier League strikers, for instance, and he doesn't with with contempt, it gives him no respect. In fairness, you know, he just he, like Manny was saying, if you want to beat me, you're going through me. Let's mm. see if you got it. And it, it's it's that that we've wanted for so long. And I'm on the same point as Manny. He's still young. He's got a, you know, that's the other thing as well. Sorry, quick. Uh, he's still quite young. He's got a, his ceiling. It's just going to go, you know, he's got a high ceiling. It's just going to go up and up for him as, as the years go by. I just hope we get to hold on to him and he develops really well. And like Manny was saying again, let's be patient with him. You know, it's, do you know what Ars- he is? Arsenal fans, oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm going to say, sorry, Manny, just quick. Arsenal fans have a problem with overhyping people. We mentioned mm. it earlier in the podcast with yeah. Martinelli. Manny mentioned it. You know, overhyping. Just is the kids, give them a break. Let them get on with the football. Sorry, Manny, go ahead. Saliba, no, who's it, done nothing. Exactly. No, I was going to say, Gabriel is what Koscielny and all of those cunts aren't. And he's yeah. not a, he's not a why, bitch. Why bring him up? I, uh... I'm bringing him up. I'm bringing uh... him up for a valid reason. I'm bringing him up yeah. for a valid reason okay. because he's a past right. defender that we've had. Gabriel is the Fine. complete opposite of that. He's not a bitch, right? Yeah. He, can, he can do the pretty thing. He can play football. But if you want to go into a physical battle with him, he's going to do that. And we've wanted a defender to be just that. His tackle on Matic in the box, mm. right? 
it was a risk. It was a risk, but he's so confident in his ability that he's going to go ahead and he's going to do that. If he needs to rough you up, he's going to rough you up, and we love that. We love a goon, right? So welcome to the fucking club, Gabriel, mate. Fuck you, Kashelny. Sorry, I was responding to the comment. Yeah. He's a bitch. Right, Fuck well, he's a, well, yeah, he's big bitch. I, I think that's a good opportunity for us to wrap it up, boys. So we've done almost an hour and 45. I feel like it's been a good pod in that we haven't – I don't think we've retrod old material. You know, we haven't done – we haven't mentioned Bellerin this this month. We haven't mentioned Xhaka. We haven't mentioned fucking Mustafi once. <laughs> You know, that was that was you, Mike. All right, I, I didn't I didn't realize I hailed from India. <laughs> <laughs> I'll listen oh, back to nice. it, and, 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 nice. I, and I'll see nice. I'll see oh, whether man. there was a bit of M- Mumbai in there, but I didn't think it was. <laughs> no, <laughs> it was. <laughs> was. <laughs> so I feel Fuck that it, it's, love I feel, it, love it. I feel that it's been a good a good discussion. I hope I have um, kept up the side of things in place of Brother Max. And, um, yeah, you've we'll done, catch you've you. You've better, Toby. You've let everyone have a talk. Yeah. You didn't interrupt <laughs> anyone. Well, it's um, – I guess that's part of facilitation, isn't it? It's not telling. It's leading <laughs> discussion. So, anyway, let's, um, let's end it on that. Thanks, everyone, for um, – for coming and contributing and we'll see you soon in our bloody oh, hold plethora. On, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Toby. Before you go, we've got to plug the shows that are coming up. We've got Scunny's preview show, which is what, at 7.30, is it, Scunny? Yes, the Friday hour show is tonight at 7.30 UK time. Uh, I don't know what it's time it is for you colonial fuckheads, you know. <laughs> plus, so, I ain't got a clue. Plus, plus 11 hours for us poor convict. <laughs> yeah, but so we've got the Scunny's preview show, you know what I mean? The hilarious preview show, of course. Hopefully I can pop in one more time. And if you want to see the ultimate trolling of Manchester United, I'm going to be on same old Arsenal tonight with Daniel Potts breaking down the Manchester United game. I'm going to incessantly Brilliant. rip united because they absolutely deserve it so if you've got any united fans please send them over to same old arsenal yeah. they're gonna deserve this it's going to be at seven it's going to be at seven so what you do is you split your time then everyone pop over after yes exactly after. that yeah exactly <laughs> that man so yeah so that's it toby you can wrap up the show now bro sorry about no that. definitely no no i i forgot to do my marketing pitch Brother Ryan, you do same old Arsenal, the American version. Yeah, we're more family oriented. We kind of don't say the stop, con- stop lying, stop lying, stop lying, bro. What do you mean? <laughs> Come on, we are. Come on. I, I don't. I try How could to be- you ever be PG, Ryan? <laughs> I I do a pretty listen. If you guys watch me on some other, I do a pretty good job. I do talk about jerking off, but I'm kind of like very. Oh, ambiguous. Well, there it is. I don't know, but I'm just saying I'm very ambiguous about it. I don't like, you know, say I just go, hey, I had a good time and things like that. Mm-hmm. I'm very, I'm very Italian mobster like where mm-hmm. I say things, but I don't, you don't know what I'm talking about, but you do know what I'm talking about because I'm hanging out and having a good time. But yeah, so uh, definitely check it out. Um, mobster type. 
Yeah, yeah. That's brilliant. <laughs> boys, boys, boys. Yeah, we will wrap, wrap it up, man. We, we will wrap it up there. Thank you all for watching. Listen here. And, and we will see you next many. time on our many fucked I up I love you all, man. So, Come back. Thanks for watching, everyone. Good night. Sorry, Toby. Well, good morning. No, no. Good I morning, good afternoon, good evening. I love those dreadlocks so much. I wish still alive. <laughs>